Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, with all that is going on, we do well to hear another one of our elected officials and his take on it. He serves Virginia's 8th district, so he's right in the backyard of our nation's capital and Capitol Hill. He is Congressman Don Beyer. Congressman Beyer, God bless you, good morning, and welcome to Make It Plain. How are you, and especially you and your loved ones in the midst of this pandemic? I pray everyone is healthy and, and yeah. well. Mark, we're very fortunate. We, we've, my four kids, my wife, uh, everyone's been quarantining now for two and a half months. So everyone is well. And we're fortunate that everybody can work from home, which is not true for everybody in America. Yeah, yeah. You were saying how you, you went to open Congress. Um, and, and so when you did that, you were, the only, you were the only one in the chamber? Well, there are about four or five of us. There was the, the Catholic priest who did the prayer and the clerk of the court and a parliamentarian, maybe, maybe five of us. And we were all pretty far apart. I was the only member of Congress there. Um, this little parliamentary thing where every three or four days you have to at least call the house into session for a couple of minutes. So a prayer, pledge of allegiance, a couple of things. 
Um, tell us about your state. It, it, is, is Virginia trying to reopen or on a schedule to reopen yet or, or what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's variable. You know, we're the only one of the 50 states whose governor is actually a physician. Um, and he's really been struggling with it because out in rural Virginia, you know, southwest with the coal fields and south side with the tobacco fields, there's not a lot of disease. And so they're really rambunctious to open. In Northern Virginia, where I live, which is metropolitan Washington, there's a lot of illness, a lot mm -hmm. of deaths, a lot of people uh, in sick. And, uh, and uh, sadly, according to this morning's numbers, Virginia and California are the two states with the greatest increases. It may be that the increase is because we're testing more, but it also could be that we don't, don't quite have it under control. Um, so you would agree with, I think, all of us and most Americans as an elected, we still aren't quite ready to say oh, the thing is behind us and really got, probably aren't quite ready to reopen, are we? No, very much so. This, uh, I was very impressed by John Barry's book a dozen years ago on the, the influenza epidemic, 1918-1919, where the second and third waves were worse than the first. Mm. So we, we you know, every, I'm, one of the things Mark I do is I'm the vice chair of the Joint Economic Committee. So we've been talking to the, the best economists we could find in the country all week after week, and almost every single one. Uh, I can't think of an exception that said, first control the virus, first control the disease before thinking about trying to re recover the economy. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you're going to just have a second huge uh, crash of the economy, and it'll be more painful the second time. I, I want to come, come back to that, because um, that is frightening. But first, obviously, at the top of mind for most of us, and I'm sure top of mind for you, is what's been going on in the aftermath of, of, of George Floyd's death. First of all, Congressman, what, what was your reaction when you first heard that news and, and saw that video? Oh, I was, I was just heartbroken, Mark. It was so unnecessary. And it was so, it wasn't accidental, it was murder. You know, the, the poor guys, they're pleading for, for his life, for his breathing. And once again, over something as trivial as a possibly counterfeit $20 bill for a pack of cigarettes. You know, this is this just the kind of thing where if he if he actually had done something wrong, give him a ticket mm -hmm. you know, for $50. Make him appear in court in 90 days. This is just insane. Yeah. And uh, and it's on top of so many other things. Thank goodness that we have smartphones so that we see what's happening again and again we, with Christian Cooper, with uh, Amon Arbery, with, you know, but, but I think we can't be naive. This has been going on for hundreds of years. Uh, for people in the African-American community in America and just now. And so much of it's been covered up, swept under the rug. Now at least we're being able to document it and react with all the fury that we should. Your thoughts about the aftermath. There's some very strange things going on um, with some of the, the, the violent incidents. There are peaceful protesters, obviously, of people like you and me. But then there's now there's this other element um, and it's very peculiar. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I mean, it, frankly, it's worrisome because some of that behavior and some of the characters who were kind of in it, you know, look like their agenda might actually be to be able to exploit this situation to help to help Trump. Well, if you think of troublemakers throughout history, they'll often seize an opportunity like this whether it's from the far left, like an Antifa, or the far right, like the white supremacists, 
you know, I think what we're seeing in, in my district, there's a huge peaceful protest uh, in Arlington, big peaceful protests uh, down in, in Maryland's Eastern shore, which is um, all over the country. Millions, maybe I don't know, millions, maybe hundreds of thousands of people came together, black and white to protest what happened to George Floyd and the history of, totally inappropriate police violence uh, against citizens, especially black citizens. Yeah. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't want to do conspiracy theories, but clearly you can have a thousand peaceful protesters and one bad actor, whether he's from the right or from the left, you know, throw a cocktail, throw a rock and, and makes everybody look bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to be conspiratorial either, but, but Congressman Byard, do you have any doubt that Trump would not mind or himself not use chaos as an excuse to maybe even, and a lot of people concerned about this, him and Jared Kushner kind of hinted at it. Uh, we may have to postpone the election, or we may have to have some martial law. I mean, it's almost as if, and some have even said he's trying to, you know, he supports the, the, the deja vu of 1968 and the atmosphere that led to Nixon's election. You know, obviously some of his advisors are Nixon acolytes. <laughs> I, would be, I, I'm sure you don't doubt that that you try to exploit this. I don't doubt it at all, Mark. I think it's completely in character with a guy that would keep white supremacists like Bannon and Stephen Miller on the staff, who would talk about good people on both sides of the Charlottesville, you know, the the, the looting and the shooting. And no, I mean it's uh, he could well be a modern day George Wallace. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just terrible. And, and yeah, he'll he, he seize upon. The fact that, you know, we decry the physical damage, but it's nothing compared to the human damage that, that happened over the last couple of days, too. People with their eyes shot out, pepper spraying members of Congress in the face. Yeah. Um, just really terrible things. And, you know, pe people look at the burned out store rather than looking at the, the people who've been damaged, injured, arrested inappropriately. Lastly, on that subject, I have to ask you this as a Virginian. Compare the way you feel today to the way you felt the day Charlottesville happened. I mean, that we thought that was the end of the world, Charlottesville. So I, I can only imagine what you and other Virginians must be thinking about this happening right now. But but talk to us about that and, and <clears throat> that impact. You know, it, it just makes me so um, sad George, yeah, I come from Virginia. We we had both capitals of the Confederacy. You know, we were the home of Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, all like that. Right. Um, I, I was on the ticket with Doug Wilder when he got elected in 1989. I was his lieutenant governor. That's right. That's so there there were there were proud moments there of, of things that we have done to, to overcome things. We have an African American lieutenant governor right now, for example. Um, but we still have a long way to go. And when uh, you know, small thing in Arlington, which is in my district in Virginia. Um, yesterday, the police joined the protest and walked with the protest. Okay. Yeah, I was so impressed uh, by that. Yeah, so th those are the kinds of things that, that we need to do to, to overcome this. Charlottesville, by the way, uh, I think pretty reliably, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to know most of those people did not come from Virginia. But it was a great embarrassment to us that they would choose to do this in Charlottesville. Of course. Of course it was. Of course it was. Um, uh, and, and just stay on Virginia for a moment. You all also have the dubious distinction of being the uh, headquarters for the NRA. Lord have mercy. 
um, but it looks, you know, I've, I've had, um, I had every town and some of the other gun, anti-gun violence organizations and, and people, are, those of us who want safer, safer gun measures and gun control, we've gained some ground on them. They didn't do that well in 2018, the NRA. So we got to keep that alive in 2020, don't we? Absolutely. In fact, Mark, I'm sure you, you knew all about this, but we were able to take back the Virginia House and the Virginia Senate. That's right. Last year in 2017. And uh, this last General Assembly session, January, February this year, was the most progressive we've had probably in Virginia history. Yeah. Seven different gun safety bills were passed and signed by the governor. Mm. And I, I think, boy, if we can take back the, the Mitch McConnell Senate this year and get a different president, we could do the same thing on a national level. Yeah, yeah. And we don't we don't need to take any guns away from law-abiding American citizens. We just need to make sure that universal background checks and assault weapons and the things that make common sense. You um you mentioned the economy, Congressman Beyer, and the peril in which it's in. Massive unemployment. Um and then, you know, businesses thinking about reopening. Some businesses will never come back. Uh, give us, uh, in your words, the, the state of the economy now and the potential state going forward. What what can be done? What options can we have? How can there be a rebuilding, even knowing that this thing might come back? Um, I mean, how do you even plan? <laughs> well, I think Congress so far has, has acted pretty quickly and pretty well to help. Uh, we, but we have 40 million people unemployed. It wasn't this long, slow recession. I mean, we just shut down all these businesses overnight and threw, threw people out of work. But we have the Paycheck Protection Program, which has put like $700 billion into small businesses. We've extended unemployment insurance for you know, a record number of people. Right. We, we've, we've sent the individual checks to, to families, $1,200 per person. Um, and and the, the Democratic House, led by Nancy Pelosi, uh, standing lawyer Jim Clyburn, we passed the CARES Act two, two and a half weeks ago, which does a lot more. 6,000 work per family, keeps unemployment insurance into 2021, um, does a lot of really good things. They got to get through Mitch McConnell, and, and, we, and Donald Trump's got to sign it, and that's not sure. But, but Mark, the big thing that's concerned me most, um, and I have this wonderful um, economist on the Joint Economic Committee, Kyle Moore, who put this together, and he did a whole study of the impact of the coronavirus on the working people of America and on people of color. And no surprise, um, if you are a black or brown, there's much greater likelihood you'll be sick, much greater likelihood you'll die, and a much greater likelihood that you lost your job. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's real. Um, and you, you, obviously Congress has passed legislation that has been helpful and I guess the plan is, as this goes forward, to even do more legislation, correct? Yeah, we, do, we need to do a lot more. One of the things that we can celebrate is uh, the, the CARES uh, Amendment Act. It came a couple of weeks later. We realized in that first big trench of money we were sending to small businesses, mm -hmm. that the bigger small businesses, the ones with 100, 200 employees, were getting all the money. And the barbershops and the little construction firms and the, the the, the grocery stores, the, the, those like with 10 and less and 20 and less, they weren't getting almost any of it. So we dedicated the first 75 billion just to small businesses with 10 or less. Yeah. And we're trying to get it to the people that most need it that may not have 
the, the great banking relationship and the expensive lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also, uh, like me, are someone who actually likes the postal service uh, uh, and thinks we ought to keep them around a little while longer, right? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I still look forward to the when the you hear the mail come through the slot every day. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's been a godsend in this time when so many people are stuck at home. And that's that's how we're getting um, so much of what we need, including our medicines. And the Postal Service survive right now, or are, are, is there more that needs to be done in terms of providing money for them? Yeah, we, we did provide a bunch already, but we need a lot more just to keep them healthy. And we need the president to stop calling for their destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the two bad pieces of news, number one, you have a president that's hated them for a long time. God knows why, because there's probably nothing more American than our Postal Service, going mm -hmm. back to Benjamin Franklin. The other piece is Congress in the mid-2000s decided that um, the Postal Service would have to spend $6 billion a year to pre-fund retirement benefits and health care benefits for people that haven't been hired yet, in many cases, people that haven't been born yet. It's the, the, the most onerous pre-funding requirement that exists in America today. And you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to believe that this was put in to pump up uh, its competitors, its private sector competitors. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and, and, and it's also important, and again, this is obviously in his calculus, it's also important, Congressman Beyer, uh, because we will need the Postal Service come November. There's no way that we can't depend on vote by mail, correct? You're absolutely, it's, it's essential. And Sadly, one of the biggest differences right now between the parties is that Democrats want as many people as possible to vote because we believe in little d democracy. We believe that democracy is strongest when everybody participates. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans want to get back to the good old days when only as few people vote as possible and hopefully their people. You know, I'm from Virginia. We, we were ruled by the bird machine for three or four decades. And the bird machine was built on the idea that white male property owners should be the ones voting and virtually nobody else. And that's why we had poll taxes and literacy tests and everything else. Yeah, yeah. What's Virginia's status on, on early voting and voting by mail? You all in pretty good shape, a pretty good system or? We're, we're, we're better. The, the governor took away the requirement that you had to have an excuse to vote early. Okay. But we haven't quite got to the point where ballots are mailed to every individual, which is the right way to go. And so that won't be in place for this November, but hopefully next year we'll get that done. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, our nominee, Joe Biden, and, and his chances? I feel really good about it. Uh, I, I think you know, Joe's a healer. Uh, people don't, they, they, everybody likes him. He's been doing it for 50 years. I mean, 1972, he wasn't even old enough to, to be sworn in when he won his first Senate election. Mm -hmm. He's got relationships everywhere. And probably most importantly, he's going to surround himself with very good seasoned uh, leaders and government administrators, starting with his vice presidential pick, whoever that ends up being. Yeah. You, you, you have a preference? Can I put you on the spot I, I, for, the, for the VP? Who do, you, who, do you, who do you think? My top two are Val Demings and Susan Rice. Mm. Um, I, I think Val, because she's got a great story, you know, joined the police department early, worked her way up to chief of police. She's universally loved in the house. So she's, and she puts for Florida in play. Yeah. Uh, her husband was the elected sheriff and the mayor. So there's a good one, two punch. Yeah. Susan, on the other hand, 
would be with her years, you know, as ambassador of the UN and head of the national security, national security advisor and all that, she, um, she would be prepared to be president from day one. Yeah, no, th th those, those are good choices. Uh, absolutely. And so um, lastly, back to Trump. So is he still, you all have said something about this 4th of July thing he wants to do. Is, is that still on the table? Is even with all this happening, you think? Or? Uh, yeah, we haven't heard anything more from the White House. We, the entire delegation uh, all around Metro DC uh, have said, this is crazy, including Eleanor Holmes Norton. Yeah. And you don't put it, you know, many places, times it's a half million or a million people on the mall. Can you imagine how many people are going to get sick and how many people are, are going to be hospitalized and die because of that? Yeah. It's just crazy. And, and for him, it's all about, you know, this is the guy that likes the military parades. It was, it's jingoistic nationalism, not true patriotism and love of your country. Yeah, yeah. If you love your country, you need to love the citizens, too. Right. And then, and then right. And he's interesting, too, because he's hiding in a bunker Sunday night, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just afraid. Well, this is the same guy who had bone spurs. and yeah, he, right. He's a bully, and bullies never have courage. Were, were you or either Madam Speaker in a bunker? Did they uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> spirit you away last night? The other night? No, absolutely not. I didn't think so. <laughs> so, yeah. So, folks, um, Congressman Don Byer doing great work. Congressman, it is uh, a pleasure to speak with you. Appreciate all that you're doing. We will, we will continue to hope and pray for all the best and glad your family is well and healthy. Okay, and oh, thank you for joining. And I hope yours is too. And, and thank you for you know doing this podcast and getting word out to so many good people. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Don Byer, our guest, folks. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.